Hey everybody, our next episode will play in about 35 seconds, but gotta pay the bills. Listen to this ad coming up. This is how we get paid. Hey everybody, Arian Horbovitz here from the Urban Phoenix. How are you? Today was a really weird day in Rochester. This morning I woke up to two, three inches of snow on the ground. I scraped off my car, scraped off my wife's car, uh, went to work. Uh, I work in an office without any windows, right? There's no windows in my office. So I was really surprised when eight hours after getting to work, I walk out and uh, there is no snow on the ground. And it is sunny out and it is beautiful. You would have never known it snowed this morning, uh, significantly last night and this morning. So that's Rochester for you. That's upstate New York for you. Uh, so glad the snow is gone. I think that's our last snowfall. Uh, gosh, I'm hoping. Um, so with that being said, we're approaching the summer. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. Pace Bike Share, as of today, is back here in Rochester. Get out there and ride, seriously. Don't worry about too much about gear or anything like that. Just ride slow, ride comfortably, take it easy. And, uh, and enjoy the experience. Enjoy experiencing your city uh, on two wheels. I'll tell you what, when you start doing it, if you haven't done it yet, when you start doing it regularly, it, it changes you. And I've never met a single person that hasn't really regularly ridden their bike through the city, um, being safe, of course, being aware, of course, um, who, who it didn't change them in some way. I, everyone I've talked to that's done this, that's made this kind of switch to this lifestyle, uh, whether it's being, you know, running errands on bike or just going out to a restaurant or just, you know, going out around with some friends uh, and, and seeing some places maybe you, you you haven't been before, down some streets you haven't been before, uh, seeing the city in a perspective that you haven't before. Um, it, it changes you. It changes the way you see your city. And I, I really, really um, encourage everybody to just, you know, use this opportunity. Now the bike share is back. Now that the weather's getting better. Get out there and ride. Just do it. Just do it. It, it, it. it will be an experience you will not not regret. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of <clears throat> revisit something that I posted on my uh, on my site today. I was thinking about I, I, I've been thinking a lot about the the whole war on cars thing, right? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of you know pro automobile. Uh, folks, uh, whether it be activists or whether it just be the person that really enjoys driving, um, you know, they talk about cyclists, they talk about uh, advocates of road diets and things like that. People like myself, they, they talk about us kind of conducting a, a war on cars, that we want to take your cars away, we want to take all the cars away. And you know what? Hey, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. But it got me thinking about what is it really? What are we really trying to do? Are we really trying to kill the automobile? Are we really trying to declare war on on the vehicle, on the on the car, on the SUV? And I thought about it, and no, I mean the answer is no. And this should seem very basic to to everybody, but it's it's worth saying again. We're not against the car. The car is a beautiful, wonderful, incredible human invention. It's one of the most influential creations uh, in the history of this world. Okay, it gives people uh, people who can afford a car, and that's we're going to come back to that. It gives 
people a, a, a sense of independence and an ability to move uh, about their surroundings independent of schedule, independent of other people uh, in a way that is uh, it's personalized transportation really at its, at its finest state. But here's the problem. Here's what we're actually fighting against. If you're sitting here going, I love my car. I, I don't want to give up my car. Uh, this, this whole war on cars thing is ridiculous. Here's what we're actually going to war against. We're going to war against the fact that we've now built our country. We've, we've gone so far in one direction to build our country around the automobile that we've literally, we've disallowed Americans to practically live without one. So, when you think about it, if, you know, in this country, if you own a car and you've owned a car your entire life and it just becomes second nature, um, you know, you, you, you're likely to take it for granted that you have it. But there's a huge part of this population that can't afford a car. There's a huge part of this population that does uh, own a car, but probably shouldn't. They probably don't make enough money to do so. But to practically get by, to practically live, to get to their jobs, to get to the grocery store, to get to resources, to haul their kids around, they need to purchase one. There are people spending, plenty of people spending 25, 30% of their income on a vehicle and the, the, the associated costs. The average American spends about 15% of their budget on transportation. That's second only to homeownership. Second to homeownership. That is 30, over 30% 30 more than we spend on food for our families. That's incredible. That's almost, it's about almost 50% more than we spent on health care. I, I wrote a blog about this today that blew me away. I, I wrote an article, or read an article, um, and it kind of inspired me to write something real quick today about it. But what does that say about our priority system? You know, what we're thankful for. You know, we, when we say our prayers, when we say what we're grateful for, do we say, you know, we say uh, a roof over my head and a food uh, on, my, on my table for myself and my family and the good people around us? Do we say, and my SUV in the driveway? No, we don't. That's something we really need to evaluate as a culture. <clears throat> it's something we really need to look at. Is, is, is what we say we value really what we value when we... When we're forced, almost as a nation, to spend that much money to get from point A to point B, we 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 rant and rave about healthcare and rising healthcare costs, but the average uh, two couple, two person family uh, or two two household two person household spends uh, over eleven thousand dollars a year on transportation. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is nuts. And the fact is, if you don't have a car, if you can't afford a car, your options are significantly lessened. Your options for employment are significantly lessened. Your options to access community resources, education, significantly lessened. So, you know, I'm going to, typically people like me <clears throat> are, are seen, usually this this kind of questioning the automobile thing is seen as a as a left-wing liberal thing right just that's typically how 
I think it's portrayed in, in our in our culture, and that car culture tends to be more of a right wing thing. Um, but if if you accept that, if you say okay, I generally accept that to be true. Here's something that I'll say as somebody that is uh, uh, kind of um, you know slightly leftist center Democrat, right? <clears throat> Here's something I will say. We don't we we're not. This is not a war on cars. This is not a war on the almighty automobile. We see cars as a tax. <clears throat> and I know conservatives, man, they, they hate their taxes. You guys hate your taxes. It's all about taxes, right? You don't want somebody reaching into your pocket and taking your money. Well, we see the unbelievable amount of money that we have to spend just to get around in this country because our country is built, everything is built so far apart. We see that as a tax. We see having to own an automobile, being forced to own an automobile to be successful in this world, to have equal opportunity in this world, we see that as a tax. We see that as pay to play. And the people that can afford that, well, tough luck, right? Tough for them. They don't get to play. It's not a level playing field. We have, as a nation, subsidized the most luxurious form of travel, and that is the car. I mean, think about it. There's, there's, there is no, you know, excluding a Learjet, there's no, <laughs> there's no more kind of exotic point-to-point -point mode of transportation than the automobile. Especially when it's the automobile with the air conditioning and the four-wheel drive and the, you know, the, the, the heated seats and the heated steering wheel. We've subsidized the most exclusive form of transportation. We've forced a nation to buy into the most expensive, most exclusive, and most luxurious form of transportation. So people that have no business buying a luxury item are having to buy a luxury item just to get by, just to get to their jobs, just to access resources, just to take care of their families. It's not right. When you think about it that way, it's kind of crazy, right? It's not a war on cars. It's fighting the fact that having to own a car in our society, having to spend the amount of money that we spend to own, maintain, and put a car on the road is just too much. It's more than most people should have to spend. It's ridiculous. How do we solve this problem? Well, we create, uh, we, we, we try to make it easier for people of all walks of life to access different modes of transportation. That's why we advocate for mass transit. That's why we advocate for um, bike share, for better bike infrastructure, for walkability. That's why we advocate for centralized living so it doesn't, so you're not, you know, 10 miles away from everything. So you don't have to make every trip by car. That's what we're talking about. Equity and the American dream will still be a dream if we continue to prioritize the car as we have over the last century. Everybody, thanks so much for listening today. Hope that places a, plants a, a seed in your head and a thought in your head. Cars are a tax. We have to pay it if we want to, if we have to pay to play. We have to pay if we want to be successful uh, in, this, in this day and age. 
Thanks again so much for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Get out there and bike. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon.